0: So if you have your Bible, open it to Colossians chapter 4. So our topic is prayer, and this topic has been on my heart for quite some time, and um, the Lord just continues to stir my heart with it, and that He's opening my eyes to when I am reading in devotional books or other books that I'm reading or I'm listening to a Bible study. Any mention of prayer, he really has my attention. And um, he has, through this time, brought things to my mind to pray for that I usually, I just have not thought about praying. And so it's kind of been it's been a little adventure, and it's been fun to, to hear him and to start to pray in different ways and pray for different things. He's also showing me uh, more and more the importance of intercession. I read something um, from Tozer several months ago. I might have mentioned it. I, I know I've mentioned it to people here and there, but I might have mentioned it on one of these Wednesday nights, not that you are going to remember at all. But anyway, from Tozer, he said, it's his prayer, and he said, Lord, just as you have taught your disciples how to pray, I ask that during this current generation, there will be a spirit-led prayer revival in all churches. What a spiritual power surge that would create. When I read that, it was like, yes, that's what we need. And I started praying for a spirit-led prayer revival. Because you it has to be spirit-led. Any, any spiritual work has to be spirit-led. But you, we can't make anybody pray. It has to be a work of the Holy Spirit within each heart. And perhaps the church as a whole, and then all the way down to our individual lives, we miss out on so much because there isn't the prayer or the emphasis of prayer. And so I have been praying for that. I've asked other people to pray for that. Pray for this spirit-led revival. And again, it has to start in our own hearts. And so with that, I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with that? I know what you want me want to do with that in my own life because he has been doing that and working in me, but what do you want me to do in terms of women's ministry? What should I do? I mean, do we start an intercessors group prayer or, or maybe just say, hey, let's all pray on Tuesdays or, you know, what, what is it, Lord, that you want me to do? I have been praying for months on that. I don't have clear direction yet, but um, I do know he ha- is having me start tonight and by sharing a lot of these things that he has spoken to me um, over the last several months. Now, most of us if not all of us, as Christians, and if we've been a part of Calvary Chapel here or Calvary Chapel's elsewhere, we know that Calvary Chapel's the foundation is on the Word of God. It has to be on the Word of God. So many churches are not, that's not their foundation. They preach, but they don't teach. And, and Calvary's, you, we teach line upon line, precept, upon precept we go from Genesis to Revelation and you know with our pastor he's very thorough and he's gotten slower over the years not faster (laughs) he doesn't know what an overview is it is in depth and it's wonderful because we've been around for a while we have a very good foundation in the Word, And sometimes you don't even realize how much you actually know of the word of God. But then somebody will ask something or say something. It's like, I know that. I know that from years of sitting down and hearing the word of God. So it is, the word of God is essential. And we've talked about the word of God being a huge part of our quiet times. Our, our devotional life where we read this Bible every single day because it is food. It is living bread for us, and it nourishes us and does all kinds of wonderful things. And I know the emphasis has been on the Word of God, but perhaps we haven't emphasized prayer as much as we should have. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the Lord that in my own life. Maybe I haven't emphasized prayer. Maybe, maybe I've just emphasized this. I don't know. He's just doing a lot in me. So I think it's safe to say that most, if not all, Christians do not pray enough. I don't know if you are satisfied with your prayer life I'm not with mine. I know I need to pray more. And this is part of what he is working in me. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Because spirit, uh, prayer takes discipline. It takes, um, well, it takes a willingness. And again, it takes, it takes a priority. We can hear messages on prayer, or read good books on prayer, or, and then we might then condemn ourselves because we don't pray enough. Has anybody other than me felt guilty over not praying enough? Yes, I think we all have. Have you ever had somebody say to you, oh, thank you so much for praying for me, because I know all of your prayers have done this great thing, (laughs) well, okay, and you're thinking, you could be thinking, did she ask me to pray for her, or what, what was it, or that was a long time ago I think I prayed once, but have I pr- I mean seriously. I mean if you want it, I'm being honest. It's like wow, I wish I would have prayed as much as you thought I prayed. And shame on me for not. It's just being honest. So in preparing for this, I don't want anyone to feel guilty or condemned, and I have asked the Lord that that would not at all come across, that we're going to feel bad after we leave about hearing a message on prayer, because that's not the intent here. God doesn't want us to feel bad. He just wants us to pray. And so he's going to speak tonight to stir our hearts. And that's what my prayer has been, for our hearts to be stirred toward prayer um, with no condemnation. It would, we would be so excited about praying more that feeling guilty wouldn't even um, enter our minds. This is not going to be... It's actually not even going to be a Bible study on prayer. I'm not going to go through a passages. What I'm going to do is share the things that he's been sharing with me. So there is no way that anyone could do an in-depth study on prayer in one session. You can't do an in-depth study on prayer in two sessions or three or probably not even four or five or six or seven it's a huge topic, and as I was thinking about this and thinking about that, there yes, there is so, so many different um, facets of prayer, like a diamond. Let's just say somebody has a one-carat diamond. I mean, just beautiful, huge, one-carat diamond, and the diamond has all those sides to it, all those facets, and every time the light shines on, you see you see the light shining off in different ways. To me, that's the way prayer is. It's like it's, it's endless. There is so many different directions. In fact, those of you who pray a lot and who have taught on prayer or studied prayer, you are already sitting here thinking of all the areas you would go to if you were me standing up here speaking because you have your favorite little areas of prayer. And I probably won't even mention them tonight. But these are the ones that I'm really not gonna mention. I'm not gonna mention that prayer shows our dependence on God. Prayer is just talking to God. Prayers, supplications, and intercessions technically are all the same they have all the same meaning i'm not going to talk about persevering prayer being persistent in prayer being fervent in prayer praying without ceasing being serious and watchful in prayer praying as if become coming before a king or praying as if i'm talking to a friend praying to a counselor the wise wonderful counselor praying for ourselves praying for others praying for those we know praying for those we don't know praying for missionaries praying praying for ministries praying for the lost Praying for those in authority over us or in our government. Doing spiritual battle in prayer to, to uh, bind the enemy and to loose those strongholds and to, for people to be set free. And then feeling the effects of the spiritual battle as we are praying. Or talking about Jesus who is our intercessor. Right now at the right hand of God praying for us or the Spirit who prays through us, sometimes with groanings that we don't know what those are, but he is praying in and through us. And then the, you talk about all the answers there are to prayers. And each one of us, again, can think of different areas of prayer, which is like, this is why I said, you can't, you can't cover it in one night, you can't cover it in two nights, blah, 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 blah. Sunday uh, evening, this last Sunday evening, um, a a group of us, we we get together for a prayer before the evening service for the Wednesday night. So we pray the Sunday before we meet on Wednesday nights. We pray for you. We pray for the Lord to touch hearts, for him to bring the women here, for our hearts to be right, for his spirit to move you. We pray for all of these things. And as I was sitting there, And I'm listening to others pray. And of course, what are they going to do? They're praying those things about prayer that are really important to them or on their mind. And I'm sitting there listening going, yeah, that's great, but I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, that's great, but I'm not going to talk about that either. You know, these are great things, but it's like, I'm going to leave a lot out. So I'm just going to share a little bit from the Word and... These things that I have read about prayer, these are, they're, they're quotes that, that just stop me in my tracks. And, and you just sit there, and now you pray about these things that you're reading. Lord, are you, what are you doing in my life with that? Or how do I apply that to my life? Or those kind of things. Just so it'll stir your heart the way it has stirred my heart. I tried to put them in some sort of an order because I like order but I was having trouble putting them in order so they might be random or in order but each one stands alone and let's just take them uh, to heart so Colossians chapter 4 in verse 2 in the Amplified Bible I'm gonna read it in the King James continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. That's the New King James. So the Amplified says, be persistent and devoted to prayer, being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. And that is the verse that we put on the card if you've been coming the last few months each time we get together, we have the, our, a verse on a card or two verses, and we have a little stand. So if you haven't gotten a stand, let them know and they'll give you one. And that's this amplified version so that we can just have it out somewhere and just read it and read it and read it and memorize it if you want to memorize it. So it gets into our hearts and not just then into our hearts, but then it's, it's a part of us and it comes, it's, it's a, it, we apply it also. But this is being, talking about being persistent and devoted to prayer, being alert and focused in your prayer. Now, I can, if I want to read with a little guilt and condemnation, I can say, oh, gosh, I am just not so, as persistent as I should be. Am I devoted? I don't know if I'm devoted or not. Alert? Oh, You should see my mind the way I'm not alert and how it's just everywhere. But we don't want to read it that way. We just want to read it as an encouragement. Okay, Lord, help me to be more persistent. Help me to be devoted to prayer. And help me, God, help me to be alert and focused. And this needs to be a goal for our prayer life. So here we are at the beginning of the year. What a great goal for this year. Let's just Grow in our prayer life. Let's grow in being persistent, devoted, alert, and focused with thanksgiving. And once again, the only thing that can motivate us—I can't motivate you. You can't even motivate yourself. It's going to be a work of the Spirit in our relationship with the Lord, in making time with Him, to give Him time in our prayer lives— he reveals himself to us in our prayer time because we are talking to the Lord. We are talking to God. We are having a conversation with him just like I can sit here and have a conversation with you. Okay? He's, he's revealing himself. He speaks to our hearts and we have to make that time. Giving ourselves time to be silent and quiet before Him. That's not easy for a lot of people. It's really hard to sit in quiet and, and silence without your mind going everywhere that it shouldn't go, whether it, it's to the laundry or to a problem. Just to sit and focus on the Lord, waiting for Him to reveal Himself to you, to speak to you, knowing this is, this is the God we pray to. He loves us. He's our Heavenly Father. He's a creator. But he's also our, our Savior, our Lord, our, our Father, our friend, our companion. He's the, he's the one who loves us like no other. So as I said before, the words pray, prayer, supplication, and intercession, they're all kind of interchangeable, yet they each do have their own little nuance to them. But overall, according to the Vines uh, Dictionary, which is a Greek word dictionary, it means to to meet with in order to converse. That's prayer. That's supplication. That's intercession. I am meeting with God to converse with him. Then to make petition, that's to ask for something, especially to make intercession, which is I'm pleading, I'm, I'm asking God for another person. And that's what prayer is. It's just meeting with God, talking with him, bringing him your own needs and the needs of others. So when I, read some of, when I read all of these quotes, just, they're good. And you're going to want to write them down. But you can't write them down because you don't have time to write them down when I'm speaking. And then you'll be trying to remember and I'm moving on to the next one and you're going to miss out. So just listen. So just listen. And then we will have a time at the end that not all of them, but a lot of them will be on the screen. And we'll have time and you can snap a picture and sit and meditate on them, okay? So um, Tozer, and of course, you may not be familiar with these names that I name, but they're all Bible scholars or Bible teachers. They were pastors. They're, I think most of them are all dead. I don't know, but they're way back when, and their writings are classic. So Tozer, he said, The best any school, and he's talking about like a Bible school, seminary, or Bible college, or whatever it might be, the best any school, or any book, or any article, can do is recommend prayer and exhort to its practice, which is basically what I'm doing tonight. Praying itself must be the work of the individual, Right? Because nobody can make you do that. that. That it is the one religious work which gets done with the least enthusiasm cannot but be one of the great tragedies of our time. Prayer is done with the least enthusiasm in the body of Christ. It's really sad, but it's true. And it is tragic. Someone else said, books on prayer offer great advice, but unless we put our knees on the floor and actually pray, all the advice in the world about prayer won't do a bit of good. And isn't that the truth? A lot of times, I need to learn about prayer, and then we go buy all these prayer books and we learn all these great things, but if it doesn't translate into prayer, it doesn't do us any good. And that goes even to when we say, Oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. Or, Yeah, we send that little prayer hand in our text. Those are the times that then we think we prayed because we sent that little emoji but that's not prayer. And the Lord has stopped me in my tracks. As soon as the words, I will pray for you come out, I stop and I pray right then. Because life happens and you get busy. You know, if I send that little prayer thing, I have, I'm, I'm not going to send it until I stop and pray. So just in, for me, in reading those two things and then some other things that I will share that I've, I've read too, this is what the Lord spoke to me, and I had to write it down. He said, you've read important truths that I had others write about prayer. They will do you no good unless you put them into practice. Don't be like the one who looks at my word as one who looks in the mirror, walks away and forgets what they look like. Be a doer of my word. I have given you the will and the power to do so. And he spoke that to me and you know obviously I got to sit down with him and talk to him about that. It's like, okay. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I I hear what you're not saying because he's not pointing fingers but the Holy Spirit convicts. It's like okay Lord I have. I have read some great things. I know your truth. I know what your word says. And I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> with everything that I can I will be obedient to you. A friend Few months ago I think it was November a praying friend she gave me a book called Magnificent Prayer and it's just a daily devotional and kind of what this guy the author did is he compiled a bunch of these writings and quotes on prayer compiled them together as a daily devotion and then kind of adds his own little commentary and then you just read one a day. Well, I started reading that in, no, in uh, November. And it, was, it, it wasn't like, it's not like one of those, oh, wow, this is just a great book. It's just like, wow, okay, that was a very good. You know, you got it, you underline it. But that's, the Lord has just been speaking to me on it. And it's a daily, you know, it starts January 1st and goes to the end. And because I am the way that I am in November, when I got it, I had to start on the date in November. I can't start at the beginning of a book. If it says January 1 and it's February 2nd, I cannot read January. I've tried it, it just doesn't work for me. Damien, he doesn't care, he just starts at the beginning. I said, how did you read July and it's December? (laughs) I just can't, I can't do it. I tried, actually, I tried to do that yesterday morning. And what is it? The third today? I, yeah. It's not going to work. And I just said, you know what? It's fine. It's not going to work. Then you don't read that. You're going to read this. Because it doesn't have a date. So anyway, I'm excited now that I got to start this book at the beginning. Because now that it's, so you know. Because, you know, a books build. And then you just jump in in the middle and... You know, so anyway, it's been good for me. Uh, In this book, he quotes Tozer and Spurgeon and E.M. Bounds and Oswald Chambers and so many others. He said, there is no greater joy on earth or in heaven than communion with God. When once touched, I love this, with this divine magnet of prayer, for forever after, the soul feels a divine attraction and continually turns to its center, which is God. This divine magnet of prayer. don't you I love that picture. That's what I'm praying for tonight, for all of us, that we will it, it, prayer, and then this is us, and we're just going to be just connected with that. I I just I love that the Holy Spirit had the Apostle Paul write to Timothy about prayer in 1st Timothy 2 1 he said I exhort first of all that supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men so we individually and corporately as a church body are exhorted here to pray for all men, all people. We are called to intercession. We are to intercede for all people. I don't know if you've ever even thought about that. Maybe, maybe most of you have, maybe some of you haven't. But that's what we are called to do. He's exhorting us to do it. He also wrote in Ephesians 6.18, Paul said, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So within all those people, we are to pray for all the saints, all of our brothers and sisters. We are called to a ministry of intercession those we know, those we don't know, that are our brothers and sisters in Christ. F.B. Meyer said, the sad neglect of intercessory prayer really points to a lack of the divine life. Since if that were mightily within us, we should inevitably feel its throb and pulse in urging us to pray for others. That's like that divine magnet. It's the it's the divine life. This relationship we have with the Lord. The closer we are to the Lord, the deeper our relationship with the Lord is. We have His heart, and His heart is for all people. Jesus is interceding. That all would be saved. And God knows the number of hairs on our head. He takes every tear that we shed and puts it in his bottle. He knows us. He loves us. And this is the, the ministry, this intercession that we are called to. But it is a neglect. It's been a neglect in my life. I mean, obviously, I pray. I pray for I pray for those I love. I pray for you. I pray. But my mind didn't go out there. And he's convicting me and stirring my heart. And I just, I love these pictures that he gives, this divine magnet. The life of the body depends on breathing air. So our physical bodies depends on breathing air. So too the life of the church Is dependent on the breath of prayer prayer is to the spiritual life what the beating of the pulse and the drawing of breath are to the life of the body that's a that's a quite a picture you just think okay obviously we can't live without breathing can the church function without prayer can a ministry function without prayer? Can a life function without prayer? Someone else said, solitary prayer is important. Corporate church prayer is necessary, and having a prayer partner is desirable. Now, this is just one person saying, saying this, but I liked it. And I, the part I focused in on is corporate church prayer is necessary. And it is necessary. It is, it is foundational. Prayer is foundational to a church. Prayer is foundational to ministries within the church. Only through the prayers of the Christians does each new Pentecost or revival come. There is always a preparation period of prayer beforehand. I have never studied church revivals, but I do know that before every revival, there was prayer. There were people praying. And I know people are praying and have prayed throughout the Time for another revival. But there's always a preparation of prayer. Someone else said any work that really counts for God in a big way has intercession as its main emphasis. I agree with that. I, I have seen um, ministries without any prayer behind it and there's no work of the spirit God is gracious and he, he can come in and he can do work but not what he wants to do without prayer I've seen people plan an event with no prayer and it boggles my brain I don't understand that I'm thankful and I'm not patting myself on the back but I am very thankful that we have a praying women's ministry and we pray before every event for months in planning and and anything that we do there's always prayer involved and I'm sure I mean I'm not a part of the men's ministry I'm not a part of any other ministry so I'm sure there is that kind of prayer going on in other ministries, but I can tell when we haven't had as much prayer before an event as, as when we have, I can tell, and I don't ever want to get behind here without prayer, without me praying, and without the depending on others to pray, or Damien on Sundays. Can you imagine? Just to to teach the word and to get up without a prayer support, it's just, it's not going to work. James wrote, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much in James 5.16. And most prayer is ongoing prayer. It's very rare that there is a one-time prayer you pray for something and then you get your answer. It's typically it's an ongoing prayer. For true power in prayer, hold nothing back. Be surrendered to Christ. When we hold back from God, we short circuit our prayers. By giving, you get, by keeping, you lose. And it's so true. We need to pray with sincerity and truth, complete surrender. A.W. Pink said it is not necessary for a man to shout and scream in order to prove he's earnest. Yet on the other hand, cold and formal askings must not expect to meet with any great response. God grants our requests only for Christ's sake. Nevertheless, unless we pray to him with warmth and reality, with intensity of spirit and vehemency of entreaty, we shall not obtain that blessing desired. Someone else added to that, don't try to muster up excited emotions. God will have nothing to do with falsity. And sometimes you can hear people pray, whether it's on TV or another Bible study or whatever, and their, their heart, mind, and soul, just everything. And that might be great if it's in sincerity and truth. But don't think that you have to pray that way. But then, like he said, on the other hand, we don't want to be robotic. We don't want to just pray for repetition just to pray for repetition. Your heart and soul needs to be in it and sincerity and truth, with a surrender to the Lord, which has to do with that relationship, our daily relationship. In Luke 18, Jesus spoke a parable that men ought always pray and not lose heart. In 18:1, It's talking about the persistence in prayer, the effective and the fervent prayer. There is no realm of the Christian life in which we weary so quickly as in prayer. If we stay, we will find refreshment. I liked that. It's a battle to pray at times. We get up in the morning. Sometimes we get up and we're more tired than when we went to bed. And we're going to have our quiet time and we grow weary sleepy in prayer i mean look at the look at the disciples when jesus was going to the cross and he said you couldn't pray one hour they all fell asleep i mean he knows he knows how we are but that doesn't mean we need to stay that way we can grow we can we can be determined to do whatever it takes, whether we have to march around our house so we don't fall asleep in prayer, to pray out loud. I mean, whatever, it, it, you've probably found your own little tricks in keeping your mind alert and, and not growing weary. But if we stay, we will be refreshed. Those who wait on the Lord renew their strength. 1 Peter 4, 7 tells us to be serious and watchful in our prayers. And someone said, sometimes God makes us stay on our knees longer to make the joy of answered prayer so much sweeter to us as we have persevered. And it's true. Can you imagine if, if every time we prayed he just answered us just like that? We would wouldn't want to be around each other. We just wouldn't. But sometimes, he, I, I didn't look up the verse, but it, I think it's in Isaiah where it says, the Lord waits so he will be gracious to us. He knows. He knows the need. He, he, he knows when he's going to answer. And we want him to answer right now or we you know we think okay i have prayed long enough for this child and i just i need an answer right now i need this them to turn around and he just waits he just waits because it makes the joy of answered prayer much sweeter much sweeter to us thank you lord to move man through prayer. Through God, by prayer alone, was Hudson Taylor's motto. I like that, okay? To move man through prayer alone. That means I'm not going to go ask them. I'm not going to go talk to them. I'm not going to suggest. I'm not going to write a letter. I'm not going to ask this person to then go talk to them or however it might work. He said, no, I'm going to pray and watch God move in the heart of this person. To trust God to move in the heart of another without his speaking a word to them was his practice. It seemed impossible at times, but God didn't fail. Then this man asks, what stage is your situation today? Is it impossible? Is it difficult or done? Stay with it until it is finished. You know, sometimes I'd like to say to those televangelists or whoever they are that are asking for money, I don't know about you, but I do not like to be asked for money ever. If God guides, God provides. Do you know how many people miss out on that one? Because they just don't pray and trust God to provide. We, we, we haven't even seen what he can do by that. And that has to do with not just money, but any other thing. A praying for a husband, praying for a child, praying for your employer, neighbor, whoever. Just let God give him time to move and to work. You're going to be so blessed because it's your secret, yours and God's alone because you didn't tell anybody. And it's just like this answer comes. uh, Talk about a, a, a building up of your faith. When that happens, in Matthew 8-2, a man with leprosy came to Jesus and knelt before him, and he said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, and he said, I am willing. He said, be clean. Tozer said, according to the Bible, we have because we ask, or we have not because we ask not. It does not take much wisdom to discover our next move. Is it not to pray and pray again and again until the answer comes? Let us not fail the world and disappoint God by failing to pray. E. Stanley Jones said, In prayer you align yourselves to the purpose and power of God, and he is able to do these things through you that he couldn't do otherwise. For this is an open universe where some things are left open, contingent upon our doing them. This is one of those quotes you've got to really think about. If we do not do them, they will never be done. For God has left certain things open to prayer. Things which will never be done except as we pray. That is a really good one to take a walk with the Lord on or sit before him and talk to him about. Andrew Murray said, God wills a great deal of blessing to his people, which never comes to them. He wills it most earnestly, but they do not will it, and it cannot come to them. And I just say, oh, Lord, what have I missed? What have I missed out on? What have I missed out on? Because I didn't ask, because I didn't stop, because I didn't wait. 1 Thessalonians 5:17 says to pray without ceasing and that word means uninterrupted. We just keep praying. We just keep we have that running conversation with the Lord all day long. A couple of things that prayer does Prayer has been known to recall the souls of the departed from the very path of death, to transform the weak, to restore the sick, to purge the possessed, to open prison bars, to loose the bonds of the innocent. Likewise, it washes away faults, repels temptations, extinguishes persecutions, consoles the fainted heart, faint-hearted, cheers the high-spirited, escorts travelers, appeases waves, makes robbers stand aghast, nourishes the poor, governs the rich, upraises the fallen, arrests the fallen, confirms the standing. Spurgeon said, prayer is the universal remedy, subduing every disease. Prayer unlocks the treasures of God and shuts the gates of hell. Prayer extinguishes the violence of flames and closes the mouths of lions. Just pray, believer, and in the name of the well-beloved, answers of peace must be given. So I pray that God has stirred your heart, or at least begun to stir your, to stir your heart. If we each one of us pray for a spirit-led prayer revival, first starting in our home, own lives and then within. Our circles of friends, within our ministry groups, within this church, there's no telling what might happen. Ask the Lord to direct you now in your prayer time. Lord, what do, you, do I need to change anything? What is it that you would have me to do into, in this way of intercession? Prayer must be a priority, must have priority. We must set aside time to pray. Do not wait for it those who have no set time for prayer warns andrew murray do not pray so let's begin this new year in praying praying for one another not just saying i will pray for you but stopping right there and praying for one another whether it's on the phone or pray pray you can text somebody your prayer or however you want to do that so we're going to take a few minutes here Some of these quotes are going to be on the screen. Again, you can read them, snap a picture, whatever, but just ask the Lord to speak to your hearts through that. Um, Jot them down, or if you take a picture of it, read it, read it after. Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you that we don't have to go through a person a ritual, or anything else that we can just come to you at any time, in any way, wherever we are, there is an open door. Thank you for the access we have to your throne of grace. Thank you for the relationship that you have given us. And I thank you, Lord, that you want to have a relationship with us. Thank you that, for some reason, we bring you pleasure. And I thank you that you know each one of us individually. And you love each one of us individually. And our relationships are individual with you. And I thank you that you are always available. You are always there to talk to, to talk with, to sit with. You're always there with counsel for us, with wisdom for us. You're always there with comfort and encouragement. And you're a good father and you just say, ask and keep on asking. So, Father, we do thank you for the privilege that we have. And, Lord, I pray one more time for a work of your Holy Spirit in our lives, that you would stir our hearts. That magnet would draw us in. We would pray more and more and more that you would do a new work within us. Help us to go deeper in our relationship with you and to grow in this area of prayer. Help us to see your hand move. Help us to see the answers to those prayers. Help us to come alongside one another and intercede and help lift each other's arms up when they grow weary. Help us to give prayer support to those in need. Help us to be a part of other people's lives through prayer and a part of ministries that we could never physically get to or help with, but we can through prayer. Thank you, Lord. You are so good, so compassionate. Praise your wonderful name. In Jesus' name, amen.